Welcome to the Encourage Her Community Podcast. I'm Joe, your co-host here at Encourage Her. Welcome to the community. We are women who choose to encourage. In a world full of critics, we need more encouragers. Let's get some encouragement today. Happy Monday. Hey, encouragers. Welcome back to the Encourage Her Community Podcast. It's Joe, your host. I am so glad to be back. Happy Monday. I, over my house right now, have one child homesick and we had a rough start to our morning. So I hope that you've had a smoother beginning to your day um, than I have. But either way, it's Monday and it's my favorite day. So we're going to keep going, right? We're going to choose to think positively, aren't we? (laughs) Um, And we're just going to keep walking in faith, right? So that whatever comes our way today, we know that it's purposed, good, bad, hard, easy, and that we can use it and ask the Lord to use it ultimately as a way to reflect his light. So that's what we're going to get to today with our disciple, Andrew. And that's how I'm feeling this morning. Lord, use it. All right, so let me just open us up in prayer, and then we're going to be continuing on this morning. We only have two episodes left in this series, which we are calling Go and Make Disciples. All right, join me in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this space and this time, this ability to share scripture, um, the freedom to share it, and just the power that it holds, that it can teach us things, even in today's time, this ancient writing that is still alive and active that we can use it as encouragement, inspiration, and it can actually transform our hearts, which is wild, Lord. Um, So just thank you for that. Thank you for the writing that you left us. That is your word. And that is the lamp before our feet. Help us to walk in faith today, no matter what comes our way. And Lord, use Andrew as an example of how we can use our cross um, to reflect you. In your name, amen. All right, so as I said, we have been in the Go and Make Disciples series As you may know, if you've been listening, if you haven't been listening into the podcast, feel free to go on back and listen. We've gone through now 10 of the main, um, I call them the OGs, the original disciples. And we also talked about Mary of Magdalene during one of the episodes, which was really fun. And she is also a disciple. Even if she's not one of the originals, she is a disciple from scripture. And there were many more. So we are not going to focus on every single disciple. We just wanted to kind of take some time and pause and slow down and look at these original 12. And it's been fun. Um, So we are down to the last two. We have Andrew. And then next week, it is, who do we have left after Andrew? Goodness, let's see. Um, Simon, the brother of Jesus. So today is Andrew. And here are some of the facts. As you know, we go through facts, and then we talk about some of the speculation or the fun. um, And then we're going to try to pull something out that can encourage us. And I'm excited about today's encouragement based on my time in Andrew. All right, so Andrew, born 5 AD, thought to be born somewhere between 5 and 10 AD, actually. He is from Galilee, specifically Bethsaida. And it's thought that he died between 60 and 70 AD. So possibly lived till he was 55 years old or 60 years old. And like we said already, he's an original disciple. It's thought that he was 
closer to Jesus, um, but not one of the three that were the closest, um, which is sort of interesting. He is close, but not as close. So they think like he's like, if you put them in order of closeness to Jesus, that he's around number four which is interesting um, because he was one of the first called disciples. And yet he's maybe number four in the link of chain. And although Jesus did not create any kind of hierarchy, he did have a trusted few. Um, and Andrew was close to, to him, but not necessarily one of the three trusted few. So just interesting. Um, his, he is his brother. It is thought that his brother was um, Simon Peter, uh, Peter named later as Simon Peter. And they were called, but in three of the, it's kind of interesting. I guess this would be speculation, possibly. Um, but Andrew himself is named 12 times within the New Testament. He's named in all four Gospels. What I found interesting was the first, um, Matthew, Mark, and Luke describe him being called with his brother at the same time. So we know that they were fishermen and that they were on the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus saw them and called them first to be his disciples. And that is the true in three of the Gospels. Whereas in John, it's slightly different. It doesn't mean that the other three are opposite or that the stories don't go together. It's just, again, a different angle of the same story. That's why it's so neat that we have the four Gospels, because you're getting the same story, possibly from a few different perspectives or a few different angles. So in the Gospel of John, my understanding is that it lists Andrew as a disciple of um, John the Apostle. So as we know, John the Apostle was baptizing people in the name of Jesus, but saying, you know, my sandals are not going to be as worthy as the one who comes next, not claiming to be the Son of God, not claiming to be the Messiah, um, all the while saying that there is someone coming, you know, he is coming. And it is thought that Andrew was a, a disciple of John, the apostle, uh, the apostle John. And there is a scene where it lists Andrew um, in John. It lists Andrew and it says other disciples also. Um, so it's John and then a few other people unnamed find out that, you know, Jesus has come back. They see him. And it says here in scripture that at this time, Andrew says, look, the Messiah has come. He goes and tells his brother, Simon Peter, he goes and tells him, we have found the Messiah. It is him. And both of them choose to follow Jesus. So it's interesting. It's almost like a little bit of information before the other gospels, possibly, where Jesus did see these two brothers, but maybe right before that. Andrew was with John the disciple and saw them together and then grabbed his brother. So same story. It's not that it's negating um, the other gospels. It's just a little bit more of like a layered information, if you will. So it's kind of interesting. So he was possibly the first called disciple. And that's actually one of his nicknames, first called for that reason. So kind of it's interesting to think about, as I said, brother of Simon Peter and um are largely known as Peter, not to be confusing there, because there is a, a disciple coming next week named Simon. <laughs> um, as we've come to find out, right, many of these disciples have nicknames, and then Jesus sometimes renamed them. So it can become confusing.
Um, as I mentioned, Andrew was mentioned 12 times in the, in the New Testament in all four Gospels, and he was also at many important events throughout Scripture. So the first one um, is from John, and that is when they feed the 5,000, a story that we've shared in the, within this series. And Andrew is the one who actually like notices the little boy and says to Jesus, look, he has a few loaves and a, and a few um, fish. So he talks and engages with Jesus and has a conversation and helps him uh, perform this miracle by kind of directing him towards noticing, you know, this little boy. Um, let's see this other one. He there. The next part is the destruction of the temple um, in Mark. And this is where Andrew asks Jesus a question about the walls of the temple. What will happen? And um, Jesus explains that in the future, the temple will be destroyed. And I like this story because it, for me, Andrew being a, a disciple close to Jesus, this always reminds you that we can question, that he welcomes questions, right? He'll still give us the truth, but that it's okay to question even Jesus himself, right? That was welcomed. And he wasn't shamed. He was just given the answer. And yet it maybe teaches us something a little bit about Andrew where he's willing to question, right? He's not so afraid or so, so timid. He's, he's bold enough to be able to be willing to ask questions, even to superiors or authorities or people that he looks up to. So that's a neat part too. Um, the third scene that we see him in in particularly noticed is in John again. And this is, we mentioned this story actually last week too, with Philip, Philip uh, being known to be a Greek and Andrew, whose name is Greek, which I'll get to in a moment. There's a scene where Greek people want to meet Jesus and get to know him um, and interact with him. And they first speak to Philip. Philip goes to Andrew and then Andrew tells Jesus, there are some people who would like to meet you. So it's thought that, first of all, again, Philip asking Andrew to speak up. There's something seen or thought or noticed about Andrew, who he's a character, strong enough, willing enough, bold enough to, you know, speak up. Um, that's a part of his character that we can speculate here. And also the part of it being Greek um, is just kind of interesting. And we don't know if it means that the Greek, you know, Philip first, they first went to Philip. They didn't go to Andrew first, but Philip felt comfortable going to Andrew in regards to the Greeks, you know, uh, who he knew would eventually hopefully get to meet Jesus. Something interesting here is that although Andrew and Peter were brothers, Andrew's name is Greek and Peter's name is Aramaic. And it's thought that this could mean that they were a blended family, meaning a Jewish Gentile family. Um, just sort of interesting there. And then um, a couple of facts that I found that I thought were were interesting uh, about him, not necessarily from scripture, but I found this historical evidence that apparently a monk had a dream. And within his dream, after Andrew was, um, and after Andrew died, and he's thought to have died as a martyr, by the way, um, in crucifixion, after that happened, this monk apparently had a dream, and in the dream, he felt led to save some of the relics, meaning some of Andrew's bones, and like keep them with him. And he actually traveled all about. He sailed with them. They were passed on to another bishop at one point. Then they were passed on to an emperor. So throughout time, like Andrew's bones were literally saved, and they landed in like, I think there was like a, a, um, 
a relic um, specialist, I don't know what you would have called him, a studier of relics, ended up with them. And it is thought that he's um, he ended up worshiping and, and discipling and teaching in Patras, which I believe is in Greece. And in 1980, so not even you know that long ago, in 1980, the Pope required the relics to be returned to Patras. So they had these relics that traveled all around, and the Pope believed that they belonged where they started, I'm assuming, in, in Patras, where he was crucified. So really interesting fact there. <laughs> Unusual, but interesting. And then if you see into art, if you look into kind of medieval art and um, art of the different church denominations throughout the years, Andrew himself is often noted as having like a big white beard. Um, and then let's see. I said that we it's thought that he was the first called, which is also his nickname. It's another interesting fact. I enjoyed learning about that. I never really noticed that in, in the disciple. I mean, in the Gospels before, the way that it was slightly a little bit different about Andrew. So here's my takeaway. After spending some time, you know, this is, of course, not all of the evidence of Andrew. It's not his whole story. It's just a little bit, right, that we have pulled about him. And I always encourage you to go on and do your own research in regards to whatever disciple we're talking about, because it is just interesting. It's kind of fascinating. These real people um, documented in scripture. And then uh, often there's many historical evidences as well. So I always encourage you to do your own study. But the one thing that I thought was that kind of stood out to me, and I think we could use as an encouragement to ourselves this week in regards to Andrew, I was looking in the it's called the National Catholic Register. It's a website and I believe an organization. And they said this, I thought this was cool. In regards to Andrew, he died again as, uh, through crucifixion. It says, our own cross we bear can acquire value if we consider them and accept them as part of the cross of Christ, as a reflection of his light. And boy, I don't know how you feel about that, but I thought that was pretty powerful. And I've heard things like this before, of course, but knowing that Andrew was crucified in the same way that Christ was crucified, as many of the disciples were, many were martyred, um, most were martyred in the same way, this crucifixion style death, um, just as Jesus did. And to think that we all have like the expression crosses to bear, uh, which just means, you know, struggles in life, things that weigh us down, um, traumas, pains, losses, grief, man, disabilities, um, tough relationships, <laughs> you know, you name it, um, injury, literally injury or illness could be considered a cross to bear. You can kind of hear cross to bear in whatever way it's hitting you today or in this season of life, but we all have things because we're not in heaven yet. Right. And it wasn't promised to be perfect here in on earth. This is just uh, temporary, right? It's earthy. It's not eternal. So there are things that don't last, including ourselves, including our own bodies. And as we waste away, it sounds so dramatic, but as we age, we just acquire more struggles within our body, within our families, you know, within the world around us. So it's hard. 
right? And you could think about it as a cross to bear. So I want you to first kind of think about that idea. Like, what do you feel? And maybe it's blaring for you right now. Maybe you're like, well, of course, this is my cross to bear, you know? But maybe there are some things that you're not thinking about. You're not realizing that are heavy on you. You're not considering the relief that would come if you were able to remove it. <laughs> what would feel like relief if you removed it, if you had the power to remove it? Um, just thinking about that idea for a bit and then thinking about how God and really God alone can use that circumstance to reflect his light. It can be used. I love how it says it can acquire value. These things that we feel like, oh, I just don't understand. I don't understand this hard circumstance. How does this have any value to me, to anyone around me, to the future? I don't get it. I have things like that in my life for sure. I have, you know, of course, the loss of my mom, which is very sudden. Most recently, the loss of my my husband's dad. Um, so I'm thinking when I hear just about loss. But I also thought when I'm thinking of you, the listeners, I'm thinking of many things. Um, you know, broken marriage, a disabled child, loss of a child, um, even just struggles in your profession, maybe. You know, I don't know what it is you're experiencing. I don't know what cross you're bearing. I'd love to talk to you about it. If you want to contact me, I'd love to encourage you through it. That's about all I can do is pray and encourage you through it, right? Only God has the power to change it or use it to transform your heart. But I would encourage you also to ask him to come into it. Invite him in, right? Invite him in and ask him, seek him, find him. He's the way. So I also would encourage you just to have hope that God can use your cross as wild as that is. I love the expression when God saved you, it wasn't just you that he had in mind. We're meant to share our stories. We go through things and as hard as they are, um, they're meant to be shared and they're meant to be done in community. We're never meant to do life alone. So having other people who genuinely you know, learn from your experience, even good and bad experiences, even bad choices you've made. People can learn from it. People can come out on the other side more hopeful, more encouraged, more inspired because God saw you through it, right? Seeing God in all things and allowing him to use this cross to shine his light. Ultimately, the light that's in you shine through your circumstance to reflect his light. Just powerful. So we can look to Andrew as someone who did that. He gave his life to follow the Lord. He had struggles. Um, he was human and yet died, died in the end in the same way that Jesus did. And God can use his story and has used his story and maybe would really use your, his story in your life this week. So I'd love to hear from you. I hope this encouraged you. Your story can be used. Your story is on purpose. It was written ahead of time. He knows the end. He knows what you're feeling. He knows what you're going through. He wants to be there to help support you. And you were never meant to bear this cross alone. Keep that in mind. He says, my yoke is easy, but my burden is light. Come under the yoke, right? And be with him. Don't handle it on your own. You're not meant to do it. And of course, as always, we're here to encourage you. Reach out if you want extra encouragement this week. If this podcast encouraged you in some way, it's free for the taking. Share it right? Choose to be a woman who shares it. Choose to encourage someone today in an intentional way. She just might need a word or hug, a smile from you. All right, ladies, have a fantastic Monday. See you again next week with our last disciple. As we wrap up this awesome series, go and make disciples. And don't forget, we talked about Andrew, but you are also a disciple. You're meant to make more. Go share the hope that you found with somebody today. 
Have a fantastic day. Love to you all. Ladies, I am so honored that you chose to spend some time with me this morning. I hope and pray that the Word of God encouraged you and that you feel inspired to now get out into the world and be a woman who chooses to encourage. Remember, Encourage Her is a God-given, purpose-driven ministry. This podcast is for the taking. It's free for the sharing. Please share it with her. Also, remember to subscribe, like, and follow us on Instagram at Encourage Her Wellness for your daily quick encouragements throughout the week. From now till then, stay encouraged and choose to encourage her. I'll see you next Monday. Love to you all.